Hi, it's Carol McLeod, and I can't wait to study the Bible with you today. But let me begin by asking you a simple question. Are you waiting for a miracle? So many of us are, aren't we? Maybe your vision for a miracle has been clouded by life's disappointments, by sadness, or by discouragement. Did you know that these things often come right before you receive your miracle? Your miracle, my friend, is on its way. Oftentimes, the challenges of life actually place you in the position to receive the miracle for which you have been hoping and for which you have been praying. Welcome to A Jolt of Joy. Let's open our Bibles and get right to it as we study the book of Mark together today. Miracles, even the sound of that word, causes the skin on my arms to rise up in anticipation. Miracles, what miracle have you been praying for? What miracle have you been expecting in your life? You know, we all love the miraculous, don't we? We all yearn for miracles. We all long for the miraculous to be part and parcel of our Christian walk and of our prayer life. And as we study the life of Jesus in this incredible book of Mark, we must study the miracles. We must talk about the miracles that Jesus performed while he was on planet Earth. Well, the miracle that we're going to study today is the only one other than the resurrection that is mentioned in all four gospel accounts. You know, one of the saddest personal events that happened to Jesus while living on planet Earth had just occurred. And so many times, sadness precedes a miracle, doesn't it? You're disappointed. Something has happened. Someone is sick. You've lost your job. Sadness, disappointment, always precedes a miracle. So if you're in a place of disappointment or discouragement today, I want to tell you, you are fertile soil for a miracle of Jesus to take place in your life. For Jesus, John the Baptist, his lifelong buddy, his relative, his childhood friend, the one who believed in him when nobody else did, had been cruelly and ridiculously beheaded by a cruel king by the name of Herod. I wonder if Jesus had a broken heart. I think that he did. Hebrews 4.15 tells us, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Jesus had to experience a broken heart while he lived on planet Earth so that he would know how we felt during the worst moment of our lives. Jesus knew what it was like to lose somebody that he loved dearly. This is where we begin our story. What did Jesus do at this moment of his human existence? Mark chapter 6 verses 30 through 32. The apostles gathered together with Jesus, and they reported to him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, Come away by yourselves to a secluded place and rest a while. For there were many people coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. And they went away in the boat to a secluded place 
by themselves. Jesus went away to be by himself. He needed to rest. He probably needed to pray, to process the grief that had come upon him. That's not a bad idea, my friend. When you are dealing with human pain, take some time away and rest. Go away from the crowds. Go away from the demands. Go away from the busyness and rest. Read the Bible. Worship. Be with your closest group of people who can pray for you and encourage you in the Lord. You know, the disciples had actually come back to him after being sent out in twos, and they were so excited. They were just brimming over with enthusiasm about all that had transpired in their ministries. They couldn't wait to tell Jesus what had happened. And I wonder if Jesus listened to their enthusiasm with a faraway look in his eyes, thinking about John the Baptist, his best friend, who had already passed into eternity. And as Jesus listened to their stories with his heart focused upon eternity, Jesus knew that there was a reason that he was still here, even though John the Baptist had crossed from time into eternity. And in this moment of pain, Jesus listened to others. He wanted to be alone with his father, but he fully engaged in his relationship with the disciples, the men who were closest to him. I wish that we all understood that our time with the father every day is the most productive, life-changing time of any given day. Time with the Father. Time praying, reading the Word, worshiping, listening for His voice. Don't let busyness or lack of interest or commitment to other things rob you of the most important thing in your life. Time with the Father. Few things are necessary, really only one. Time with the Father. Spend time with God, especially if you're going through a deep disappointment in life. Shut everything else out. Escape the crowd. Escape the mob. It's okay to gather a few close and godly friends around you, but what you need most of all is time with the Father. Mark 6, 33. And the people saw them going, and many recognized them and ran there together on foot from all the cities and got there ahead of them. Even in his pain, Jesus couldn't be alone. The people were sniffing him out and tracking him down. They weren't giving him a moment to breathe again. And what did Jesus do? Did he continue to draw away? Did he lash out at them emotionally? Did he justify his need for quiet? You know, all these responses would have been understandable and justifiable, but it's not what Jesus did. Mark 6, verse 34. And when Jesus went ashore, he saw a large crowd and he felt compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. Jesus felt compassion. Even at one of the worst moments of his life, he felt compassion 
for others. And he began to teach them. Mercy rose up within Jesus, and he began to minister to these people who were like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus didn't use his pain as an excuse for not encouraging others. His pain didn't alienate him, but it caused him to see how much these people were in need of a Savior. These people were in need of love. These people had a need for healing. This shouts about the capacity of Jesus to die to self, to die to human emotions. He wanted to be alone. He was in mourning, but mercy triumphed over mourning. Compassion triumphed over disappointment. Compassion triumphed over grief and despair, and the call of his personal destiny won over personal pain. So let me ask you a question, a telling question. How do you and I respond while going through a trial? How do we react to the world around us when we're encountering days of dark disappointment? What do we do when we feel the intense need to just be alone? I want to tell you, let mercy rise up in your soul. Let compassion have the last word in your life because mercy will always lead you to ministry. There will come a time in all of our days of grief and disappointment when we must lay aside that human emotion and enter into ministry. I think that some of the most productive ministry of our life can happen when we allow mercy to win over emotion. What if going through a difficult time in your life was really intended by heaven to propel you into your destiny and into your appointed ministry? What if the enemy has used this moment of personal pain in your life to get you, to convince you that you deserve to curl into a ball and to ignore the needs of others? What if the enemy has used the disappointment in your life to get you into that fetal position, consumed with your emotions rather than with your God-appointed purpose? There is a broken, wounded, dying world out there that's waiting for you to walk in your destiny. Jesus cared enough to lay aside his emotions. Jesus cared enough to lay aside his humanity, and he made the most of every opportunity. Jesus, at this moment, he was human being. He was all man. He had to make a willful decision to come away from the secluded place, to come away from his personal pain and go to the place where where people needed him. He walked away from his disappointment and toward his destiny. Rather than ask this question, what if this had never happened? Jesus asked, what can I do to further the kingdom of God at this moment of pain? Let me read to you from Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. So then, while we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Don't let the moment pass you by. Take every opportunity in life to do good to all people. Don't let your emotions stop you from walking in your destiny. Take your moment of pain like Jesus did and walk toward your destiny. Take your moment of pain and disappointment 
and allow mercy to win. Allow compassion to prevail. There is a world in pain out there who's waiting for you to walk in your destiny. Do it today. Thank you for joining me on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can also visit my website at justjoyministries.com. It's my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. Email me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.